This is the Resilient Disciples Podcast, powered by Awana. I'm your host, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. Jeff Gilpin is an Awana missionary serving in the Nevada area. What that means is he oversees children's ministry leaders from a variety of churches as they all work to disciple the kids in their midst. Essentially, Jeff is a loving, caring adult who helps other loving, caring adults. I wanted to talk to Jeff because when the coronavirus started, Jeff reminded those he was closest to of something that I think is really important that I wanted to share with you. The meetings, the structure, all the stuff that we rely on to make ministry happen have been postponed. And odds are, as things begin to open back up, some of that stuff is gonna look different or not be back at all. But our mission hasn't changed. We all get to play a part in making this generation of kids the greatest discipled generation ever. It was super encouraging to get to talk to Jeff and it made me wanna keep having conversations like these. If you have a story to tell, I would love to hear it. Leave me a voicemail at 630-289-5353 or email podcasts at awana.org with your successes, the challenges that have come up because of the coronavirus, or just simply a story about what God is up to in your local context during this unprecedented season. I would love to share it with those who listen. I'd love to pray for your ministry directly. And maybe you and I can have a conversation for the podcast. No matter what, I want this podcast to do what Awana has always done and serve as a partner to you, the local leader. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for listening. Here is episode 32 of the Resilient Disciples podcast. I mean, I think everybody was just, like you say, in shock. And uh, so what does this mean? And it was middle of March and a lot of clubs are going into February. And so we can't just, uh, I, I felt like, hey, we can't just throw our hands up in the air and go, okay, we have this, everybody's sick. So we all got to stay home. And so I started talking to our folks about, hey, the although our meetings are postponed, our mission is not. And so kids still need to hear about Jesus. And we can't just give up. That's not what God's called us to do. Amen. And uh, so how are we, how are we going to make that work? And so that, that's the kind of the big vision. And then everybody kind of had to do it the way that worked for them. And that was the cool thing is that because there's churches in Nevada that have a couple hundred kids that they come to their club. There's churches that have 10. And so churches have 200. They're going to do ministry considerably different than the ones that do 10. Um, and so just casting that big vision and letting them know, Hey, the, the mission is ongoing. We're not stopping because of this coronavirus and we need to put the pedal to the metal. In fact, in a lot of ways, there's just tremendous opportunities for the gospel. People are open to the gospel. And so we shouldn't shrink from that. We should stand up and press forward. You know, we talk a lot about loving, caring adults and it, it's amazing to me how, we had research and a bunch of uh, facts and figures in the book Resilient that talked about why it was so important to discipleship and the power that a loving, caring adult has. And now this feels like the ultimate case study where you as an adult, your leaders show up in the life of a child and make an even bigger and grander impact on them because they can show them that they care. They can show them that 
they're there for them, even if they physically can't be with them. Um, you had started, yes. you had started to tell some stories before we uh, really got on here, but um, what has discipleship looked like in some of the churches that you oversee uh, during the coronavirus? Well, number one, I think the interesting thing is, is that a lot of the one ministry directors had have had to empower their leaders to be that loving and caring adult. And the leaders now see themselves not as somebody who shows up at Wednesday night at six o'clock to be just a, I'm just a leader, but they really see themselves um, discipling these kids because they're one-on-one or one-on-ten or, you know, they're not part of this co- collective Awana club at a church. So that's been fun to see is that the, the Awana ministry directors have had to empower their leaders to do uh, to do real legitimate ministry. So in a lot of clubs, they'll, you know, rather than have a, all the club meet together, each individual club will have their own zoom or their own Facebook, uh, live or their own Google hangout. Um, and, uh, so for instance, they'll have a cubby Facebook live, uh, a spark zoom call, a, uh, TNT hub, whatever they're doing, Trek and journey, doing a Bible study over zoom or however they want to do that. But, um, and then, um, um, and some, the meetings are shorter. Some are than they used to be. Some are longer or not, not really longer. I guess mainly just shorter, but the kids are, are showing up. Interesting thing is the kids have been wearing their uniforms. In a lot of cases when I see the zoom call, which yeah, that's I interesting. Saw Tell the me more value. About yeah, I always saw the value in the uniform as it relates to the community. You know, when you have a cubby kid and the first time they get their uniform, they wear it to sleep, they wear it at home, they wear it all the time. Uh, but now when they show up and they're at their house and um, they, they do a Zoom call, they put their uniform on. And we've encouraged the leaders to wear their uniforms when they're doing Zoom call or whatever medium they're using to create that sense of community. And that has been just a really interesting thing that um, how the people were uniform, even from home and that in the community building of that. A couple other things we've uh, I've seen is that uh, groups will have, <clears throat> and some, some clubs will record something and put it on their Facebook group uh, because the leaders can't just the logistics of getting it all together. Um, and then we've seen some groups that will have their, their, they'll still do theme nights. You know, want to have theme nights, you know, crazy hat night or, yeah. um, so we had a, uh, my home church, we did, we do, um, you know, mustache nights. The kids, we asked the kids, Hey, take a picture of yourself, put it on the Facebook group. And, uh, so now you see all the, these kids with their fake mustaches. One That's night amazing. we had a, a theme night riddles and giggles night, which, under a normal club, the kids would come and tell a joke. Well, <laughs> okay. how are we going to do that online? So we yeah. had them record the joke and put it on our Facebook group. Oh, that's amazing. And the funny thing, here's these four-year-old kids, five-year-old kids, and they can't get the punchline right, or they forget <laughs> the punchline, or they don't quite get it. Or yeah. um, same thing happens to me. And so that was kind of fun. The cool thing about that, too, is now the parents were involved in that. So the parents were helping them with their theme night. The parents are helping them with um, different things. That we've had, a lot of clubs we've encouraged let the parents sign the handbooks because that way 
I mean, if you can get the parents involved in the child's discipleship, that's a huge win. And so this is a great opportunity for that. Hey, let the parents sign the handbook sure. and then just um, um, teach them how to disciple their kids. Yeah. You know, I do hope that that is one of the most longest lasting pieces of fruit that come from this season, that connection between parents and practitioner. It makes sense that there's been this sort of um, gap or tension between the kidmin leader, the children's ministry director in any program, Awana or otherwise, Mm -hmm. and the parent. Um, And I thought Mike Handler in a previous episode uh, described it well, where he said that we've, we've essentially subcontracted out the work of discipleship to a local leader. We being parents in that sentence. Um, But what I hope comes from the coronavirus is that you and the parent have to work together. The parent has to be that discipleship maker right now in the ways of being physically present. And it creates a really interesting opportunity, I would imagine, because it allows for that leader to invest relationally in the child. You know, um, you were talking about how the uniforms were providing a sense of community. And it totally makes sense to me that that is something that a kid feels like, okay, this, this is a place that I belong. And this is a place where I can be fully myself. And yes, I'm at home and and we hope that that is also true at home. Although we know, we recognize that that is not always the case for kids at home, but that while the parent is having to sort of do the mechanics and do the work of discipleship, a lot of the times that allows for the leader to do the work of just loving them to Jesus and loving them well yeah. during this uncertain time. Um, yeah. You don't have, I would. That's the way it should be. Too. Yeah. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so this has sort of forced us to, to do the quote unquote right thing and let parents, I mean, in ministry, we're always, you know, we say, Hey, we want the parents involved, but um, we're always pulling back ministry. And, you know, we've been doing this in, in our area. We've been encouraging it's not every church. It, it's their decision how they want to do it. But we've been encouraging, let the parents sign the books and then have a parent meeting at the beginning of the year. Explain, hey, this we call them parent-child activity books instead of a handbook. Nice. So it's a parent-child activity book. Teach the parents how to read the devotion with their kids. Fill out the fill in the you know fill in the blanks where it's appropriate. Help them memorize scripture, and then we say, see at the bottom of this page where it says leader signature. Well, guess who God says your child's leader is? You are. <laughs> so when you get done with this devotion, you sign the book, bring it to club, and then um, we'll record it. But now with the coronavirus, I mean, we've had to, the parents are still signing the books, but the recording is a little bit different. So we're, we're this is sort of forced everybody to do the, the really the biblical thing. I think the other thing is kind of interesting too. It's forced us to really see that ministry is about people. That's so good. And, you know, that, um, you know, I mean, without people, one is just a pile of books. And now uh, a pile of BDFs, right? <laughs> and so, so this has forced us to see ministry about people. And so, you know, myself, you know, I'm calling pastors and calling AMDs. I encourage them, call your people. Some of the conversations are, well, hey, some of our parents aren't attending Zoom, the Zoom meetings. And so the conversations I have with these pastors or AMDs is, 
well, hey, maybe they're maxed out. Right. Maybe they can't do one more Zoom. Maybe there's a lot of stress in their house because of somebody's sick or somebody might be sick or somebody's out of work or somebody might be out of work. Maybe the best thing you can do for them is just call them and just see how you're doing. That's and great. that's that's real ministry because there's a, there's a lot of people there, there's a lot of people out that are hurting. And so we want to want us to be a tool to help them grow a closer relationship to Jesus than have them not want to have a resentment about, oh, it's one more thing i got to do. And so in some cases, if, you know, I, I share with AMDs, if they want to come to your Zoom, great. Minister to them. Amen. If they don't, you know, then find a way to minister to them another way. Maybe you send them a postcard. Maybe you send the kids a postcard, you know. For a child to receive a postcard from their leader uh, now is a huge deal. You know, or a phone call or or whatever, but I think it's forced us to see ministry in the context that ministry is just about people and how do we help people grow a closer relationship to Jesus. And, and, and you know, we always were kind of in this program box and uh, the box has kind of got stretched and moved around and a little bit. Um, and I hope that when this is all over, that people won't forget that that, hey, you still got to, ministry is about people. Well, and I feel like, too, for an organization like Awana that has had the staying power that it's had, where it is, it has been such a presence uh, for so long, it makes sense that some of the tools, the some of the programmatic elements that you were, you were referring to, I don't want to say have become a crutch for people, because that feels... Um, like you should only be saying that if you're the one doing the ministry and I'm not the one doing the ministry. So, I don't, But what I mean by mm-hmm. that is that to use uniforms, to go back to that as an example, the reason that uniforms exist is to provide a sense of community for people like you spoke about, to provide a sense of belonging, to provide a sense that this is a place and we're all in this together. And I think a club, what I, you know, like you said, uh, what I would hope is that the sort of methods that we've used for a long time and perhaps have leaned on too heavily that have distracted us from the mission that now yeah. we, all we can do is do the mission that um, when we get access to the methods again, that we remember why they're there. So for the listener who is trying, who can't get parents to show up to zoom, who can't seem to get kids to focus uh, who, you know, tried to send out some stuff in the mail, but it got sent back because they didn't put enough postage on it, right? The person who is really yeah. sort of feeling beaten down by the pandemic. And it, it reminds me particularly because this world of children's ministry is already full of people who are already overburdened before the coronavirus. I'll, I'll ask the question this way. When you feel that way, even during the coronavirus or not, how do you keep going? What reminds you of this mission that you're on? Um, and is, is any of that something that we can leave with somebody who might be feeling that right now as they listen to this? Yes. Um, I think uh, I tell people the secret to children's ministry is faithfulness. There's no one night, one event, one postcard that, uh, or I, I don't want to say that. In most cases, the success of children's ministry is just brick upon brick, precept upon brick, precept, building their faith. And so, um, <laughs> stay faithful and, and there's, what else can you do with your time? That's going to last for eternity. 
I mean, there, there's nothing else you can do that to spend your. There's no other way you can spend your time that's going to produce results that will last for eternity. Amen. And so, I mean, Awana has the track record of um, uh, long-term success in ministry, meaning long-term success, meaning if kids, if we can keep kids coming and hearing about Jesus week after week, we will produce those resilient disciples. It's, it's week after week building their faith. And so it's a worthy endeavor. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, sometimes it's just grit, you yeah. know? Yeah. You just have to say, is this worth doing? I remember when my wife and I, we started out as cubby leaders and, um, years ago, my, my kids started coming to one and, um, there were times where we were, we were questioning what we were doing and we finally came down to, it. we said, Hey, if this is worth doing, then let's do it. If it's not worth doing, then let's bail. Yeah. And we, you know, we said, Hey, this is worth, this is, I mean, the church kids need to know about Jesus. I mean, there's just no way around it. The Resilient Disciples Podcast is powered by Awana. Awana is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping leaders to reach kids with the gospel and engage them in lifelong discipleship. Awana is fueled by the generous support of individuals, churches, and organizations, as well as resource sales. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and go to resilientdisciples.com for more resources and many more of these conversations. The podcast is mixed, edited, produced, and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Thanks to Kevin Orris and Phil Wallace for making the podcast happen. And thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next week.